Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Welcome back. Let's dig right into it. I'm not feeling real chatty today. I don't want to I don't want to waste your time, so we're just going to dig right in. And what we're discussing today are on the to- is on the topics of overwhelm and making decisions because for overthinkers, for women that tend to be on the anxious side of the scale, or just, you know, perfectionists, which is most of, of my listeners, right? You're like, you kind of fall into these categories, all or nothing thinkers, like you obsess, you worry, and making decisions often comes with a healthy side of overwhelm. And that's what we're talking about today. So how do you make decisions? Do you know that? Do you know how you make decisions? Has anyone ever asked you that? Have you ever actually thought about that? Like when you think about the last three days of your life, or if your memory sucks like mine does, the last like 15 hours, if you can do that, how did you make your decisions? How did you make your choices? How did you decide what to do in your day? How did you decide what to eat? How did you decide what to purchase? How did you decide how to spend your evening? What was making these things happen? What I want to cover today is helping you maybe get a little bit more intentional with these decisions because something that can happen is without what I'm going to cover today, you make decisions and then you regret it. You make decisions and then you're like, oh no, that is not what I wanted. That is not what I meant. I've overcommitted. This isn't, this is, this is the exact thing I said I wasn't going to do. So what we're going to cover today are three things to think about, to look at, or to consider when and before making your decisions. The first one, so important, are you trying to make a decision from a panicked place? When you make decisions or choose something and you're panicked, you're stressed, you're feeling particularly vulnerable, you're just not really at your highest potential. When you make decisions from this place, so often, so often, this is the decision that you regret. What I want you to begin doing is when you're feeling vulnerable, like that's the best way to put it, like something happened, someone said something hurtful for you, you got um, negative feedback at work, your partner said something hurtful, you didn't get invited to an event, you got a big bill, just those things that kind of just 
oh, they, they take the wind right out of you. It is in those moments when your nervous system, it, it goes into fight or flight. And for most of us, that's when you feel like something has to change immediately. I have to change something immediately. I have to go right now. It's just like, ugh. you just, you get, you get panicked. And the skill to begin working on, the skill to begin practicing is not reacting in those moments because they will change. That panic, that low sense of self, that stress and worry is going to be different tomorrow. And maybe maybe it's not even that you're feeling vulnerable or you're feeling stressed, but maybe you're just stretched too thin. People are throwing a million things at you. You get a request. You can't even see straight. And so you just say yes. You agree to the thing. And then all of the chaos passes and you're left with that decision that you made and you're like, why did I say yes? And this is because you were still kind of in a panicked place. You were in a heightened sense of emotions. And when we're in that place, You're not making decisions with your highest self, with your future goals, with your future self at top of mind. All you're thinking, which makes sense, is how do I get out of this pain right here, right now as fast as possible? So the next time you notice yourself starting to move into this. The next time you you feel yourself being panicked and like reaching for anything, anything, anything. This is the same thing with food or booze, right? It's like, oh my gosh, life is too much. I can't do this. I'm going to eat all the things. I'm going to drink all the things. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I've definitely, I used to go through this a lot with um, friendships where I would feel like a loser. I'd feel super lame. And so then I just like, rapid fire text everyone and try and get a ton of things on my calendar so I didn't feel so stupid, so I didn't feel so lame. And then all of those things would start happening. Like I'd get all those things booked and then I'd be super overwhelmed. I'd be like, I don't even want to do half of these things now. And then I'd cancel and then I'd feel lame and I'd feel stupid and I'd feel like a loser because I bailed on everyone. And then after that passed, I'd reach out, I'd text all the people, I'd sign up for all the things. You see what I'm saying here? You see that cycle? All or nothing, extreme to nothing, like feast or famine. Okay. We want to start to make that gap like less intense. And the way that you begin changing anything, first of all, is awareness. And then, you know, I, t- I tell my one-on-one clients this too, is that we often see the before and the after, and we don't, we don't see the in-between. And the in-between, like, and your brain just jumps to the after. You're like, okay, this is how it's going to go. I'm going to hear this podcast from Renee and like, all right, I'm never going to do this again. This makes sense. Yes, I need to do this. But then 20 minutes after you listen to this podcast, you go about your day and you do the thing and you're like, it's like I didn't, did I not retain anything? And the truth is like, probably not. You probably retained like 7%, which is why you should listen to every single episode I put out more than once. And you should share it because that helps me. (laughs) Shameless plug there for sharing my episode. But the way that it works is that now that you have this in your brain, 
the next time you make the choice, the, the next time you commit to something, the next time you, you know, say yes or say no or make a decision and it's out of alignment, you're going to remember this and it's going to be after the fact. There's no way to get around this. You're going to make the decision. It's going to be after the fact. And then you're going to have the opportunity to either bathe in guilt and shame and beat yourself up or... And this is where things start to change in your life. You recognize, oh, this is the thing. I actually wanted to say this instead. I actually wanted to do this instead. And as you practice this, as you take that time to recognize what you could have done differently, you start to make those changes earlier and earlier on. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example with food stuff. So it's like in the beginning with food stuff, it's, it's almost like you don't even have a choice. You're just like, I just immediately binge. It's just like part of who I am. I don't even think about it. I just come home, end of the day, 7 p.m., wheels fall off. Or maybe it's with drinking, you know, whatever. Insert your thing that you want to change in here. And then you come home, you've listened to this, you've been working on this thing, and you, and you binge and you're like, oh my gosh, I did it again but you recognized it. And then you come home, you start to binge, you're mid binge and you're like, oh, I'm doing it. But you're already in it. And so you may be like, just like, fuck it, I'm going to finish the binge or like, maybe I'm going to stop. I don't know. doesn't matter. Who cares? And then you get home and you have the choice. You're like, okay, right now what I want to do is sit down, change my clothes, dim the lights, turn on my TV, get my phone or my computer or both, get all my snacks, get cozy on the couch and eat for the next three hours. This is what I want to do. And, you know, a month or two ago, it was like there was no space there. You just immediately, just like robotic, just instantly came home into those things. But now there's space. The panic the stress, the anxiety is going down. You have more control. You have more awareness. You're not just reacting to the day's events. You're not just reacting to what you're feeling in the moment. You're making a conscious decision. You're actively choosing, now what do I want to do? No, I can change my clothes, cozy up on the couch, eat all the things. I also know I could put my workout clothes on, go downstairs and do a workout, go for a walk, uh, turn on my favorite playlist and just like dance it out in the living room for the next five minutes. I could make myself a bath, some tea, like there's all these other things I could do. What am I going to do instead? And this is what, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is not making the decision from the panicked place. You might, you'll still feel anxious probably, like I would imagine, but it's so different. That energy isn't consuming you where it's like you don't have a choice. Whereas before it was like, like I said, very robotic. You just come home, tunnel vision, have to do this thing. Now you're like, okay, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to do. This is the same thing I want you to think about when you get asked to do things at your job, at your kid's school, from a friend, from someone that's not really your friend. Do you actually have the time? 
do you actually want to do the thing? If you're kind of a yes man, you're a people pleaser, you like to do good by others, you like to help out when you can, that's amazing. I love it. Don't change that about yourself, but make sure you're not doing it at the risk of your own time and life because so often you're giving away all of this time and energy for everyone else, but then you have nothing left for you to do the things that you want to be doing, to do the things that fill your cup. But it's because you've conditioned yourself to just instantly react. You're like, yes, I'll do it. Yes, sign me up. Yes, put my name down. Yes, I want, yes, I want to do it. Okay. Practice the, that sounds incredible. Let me get back to you tomorrow. Oh my gosh. I am very interested and I really want to say yes, but I have to just take a minute and look at my schedule and talk to so-and-so and I'll get back to you next week, but I'm interested. Okay. We're changing these behaviors. And the only way to change that, the only way to stop making decisions from a panicked place is to one, increase your awareness and two, to start to increase that space between the thought and the action. Okay. The second way of making decisions. What is your gut saying? Okay. This is also something, let's see, I don't know. Sometimes you can immediately, I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty intuition, intuitional, intent, into, um, <laughs> I have a pretty good intuition. I think that works. Um, but when I, like earlier, like a few, five years ago, I, sh- I didn't even know which way was up. I was just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Everything felt chaotic. I was just like, fl- like Alice in Wonderland when she's falling through the tunnel. That's how it felt. Like everything was just passing me and it was just pure chaos. I didn't know what my gut wanted. I didn't know what my body wanted. I was just like, I, I couldn't. There was just so much coming at me all of the time. I was running in the red all of the time that I didn't have that connection or relationship or trust with my body, with my gut. So. This is another reason why, if you don't have that yet, we need to go back to step one and give yourself the space to see what it is that your body is reacting to because your body will give you a reaction. It will be like repelling. It will be coming inward. Like when a really gross guy hits on you and your vagina just like shrivels up into itself. That's like what your body's going to do when the answer is like, no, it's a whole hell no. That's that's what it is. Okay. But you're also going to know when you're like, it might not make sense. This is why I hate pros and cons lists. I can't stand people that are like, sit down and make a pros and cons list. Like, fine. I mean, it can be one of your tools in your tool belt, whatever. But like so often the stuff that you want to do should do doesn't make sense. It doesn't line up. It's your pros. You're going to have 17 pros and three. Wait. You're going to have, yeah, whatever. It's not going to make sense. <laughs> so what I'm saying is your pros and cons, like burn it, shred it, because it doesn't matter. Okay. What is your gut telling you to do? And if you are, like maybe you've done some of this work and you relate a little bit more to where I'm at in the moment, like trust that. If, you're, if your gut is just like, no, I, I just, I immediately know the answer is no, or I immediately know the answer is yes. Do that. 
Again, it might not be, which is why we don't want to be making decisions from a panicked spot. We want to give yourself some time to like really consider what it is that you want to be doing. This is on consult calls. I always give my people a day to decide. And this is not something that I am taught. This is not something that I have had done for me. I have definitely been on calls where people are like, you need to decide right now. You need to tell me right now. What is the answer? And I just, I don't operate that way. So if you've ever considered working with me and you're like, I don't want to be pressured and I don't do well with conflict. So if I have to say no, I don't want to feel bad, blah, blah, blah. I just, that is not my jam. That is not my vibe. I give people a minute to decide if this feels like a good fit for them. Because again, Going back to number one, when you make decisions from those panicked spots, when you make decisions from weakened states, you often regret those. And that is not what I want if we decide to work together. Okay, the third thing when you're making a decision is to separate the fact from the fiction. What's true? What's like hard, cold facts? Because in your brain, you're going to think, everyone hates me, this isn't working, I'm so far from my goal, it's going to take me forever, I'm never going to be able to do that. Anytime we have those like adjectives before, like I'm never, I always, um, whatever more adjectives are, <laughs> it's, it's, not a, it's not true, it's not true. Those all or nothing or just very bold statements that are that are all or nothing, right? Never always. They're rarely true and they make you react. So spend time thinking about, okay, what is actually true? Once, once your nervous system has calmed down, once you've given yourself some space, what are the facts of this situation? And then what is the story? What is the drama? What is just like the the A-plus Oscar-nominated just make-believe story that's going through my head? You, your facts, the truth, like what's actually happening in real life is typically pretty boring. It's like just a sentence or two. It's not, it doesn't conjure up a ton of emotion. When you get really emotional, when it feels panicked, overwhelming, immediate, urgent, that's almost always a sign that this isn't really true, that you're probably making up a lot of whatever it is that's going on in your head. So just another way to kind of calm your brain down before you make a decision is to decide, is this a fact or is this a story that I'm telling myself? Like, am I really going to be broke forever and no one's going to love me and I'm going to die alone? Or is it possible that I just won't get this job? <laughs> is, is it true that I'm never going to stop eating? I'm going to gain a ton of weight. I'm going to be 600 pounds by next year and my life is going to end and nobody's going to love me and I'm going to die alone. That's often the way that our stories go. Or is this other thing actually true. Okay. We've got to learn to manage this all or nothing thinking to start making these decisions in alignment with 
our highest self. Now, whatever you want to say, highest self, I mean, it's kind of a little cheesy. It's a little whatever, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like the you that we all have these versions of ourselves. I mean, first of all, every single person has like 98 versions of themselves, okay? That's just, that is the truth. But there are certain versions of you that show up, that present themselves, that is the way that you want to be more of the time. Now, I think it's an amazing thing to have many versions of you. I think we need it. I think if something tragic happened, you need to pull out a different version of you. I think if something is fun, there's a different version. If you're hanging with your grandma, there's a different version. If you're hanging with your peers, there's a different version, right? Like we all have many different sides of ourselves. But when you're making decisions in your life and career and business, you want to be coming from a super solid state a super grounded, confident state. And the more you can practice this, the easier it's going to become. If this is something brand new, if you're like, oh my God, I'm all over the place. I don't even know how I make decisions. I just react all the time. I feel like I'm tied behind a car being whipped around left and right. It's going to take you some time to master this. And it is something that can eventually, ultimately become just who you are. So if it feels a little clunky in the beginning, that is okay. That is part of getting really, really good at it. So practice these things the next time you need to make a decision. Am I making it from a panicked place? Do I feel stressed out? Are my, is my like central nervous system going all over the place and I'm just, I can tell that I'm feeling insane. That's your sign. I, I need to just take a beat. What's my gut telling me? If I threw out the pros and cons list, what is my gut telling me to do? You don't even have to do it. I just want you to get into the practice of asking yourself this. Number three, is it a fact or is it fiction? Is this really true? Or am I just making all this stuff up? All right, go out there and make some bold and confident decisions. Oh, and lastly, if you like this episode, if you're like ready to start showing up more confidently, more certain, more grounded, Ballsy Broads is now enrolling. This is the core piece of what we're doing in Ballsy Broads. We're stopping the spinning. We're getting you back in touch with yourself so you can start to create that life that's in alignment with who you are now. I'm offering free 20-minute strategy calls where you come, we chat about what's going on with you, we chat about what your roadblocks are, what you're working towards. I'll give you some things to focus on and work on. I'll let you know if Ballsy Broads is going to be a good fit for you. And as I said earlier in this podcast, if it's not, that's fine. There's no pressure. So grab one of those spots in the show notes and I'll be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.